Everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Aaron King with Coach Bob King. You can find us on social media. He is at Coach Bob King on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. I am at Deep Snap on Instagram and YouTube, where I post a lot of different different things, sports and outdoors. Uh, today's topic is uh, just there's been a few folks that have re- reached out to us through email and various things that are getting into coaching, wanting to get into coaching, or trying to take it to the next level. And so we thought we would just take a second and talk about that. And I can quiz BK a little bit here and maybe shed some light into decision-making and some insights into this career path. And so this is definitely for our coaches or aspiring coaches. Um, so if you're not in that space, you might not <laughs> care as much, but you never know. You might learn something about uh, whatever you're trying to do uh, based on the general advice or thoughts we have here today. And so BK, um, you know, when, when someone says, how do I get into coaching? Uh, you know, let's contextualize that a little bit. How, how do you want to split that up? This is, this may be my favorite topic. You know, we do a lot of training and, and whatnot, but since I am a coach and I've been a coach since 1978, <laughs> yeah, that far back, this is really my favorite topic. And, um, uh, it's always exciting when uh, somebody says they are interested in getting in, in getting into coaching, but we need to put that into a you know a very serious context because first of all, it is not as a glamour job behind the scenes as you might think. And you see people on the sideline or uh, wherever it is, courtside or anything like that. Uh, first of all, you have to consider financial reward. Um, that's not the that reason anybody gets into coaching. Uh, if you have a goal to climb the ladder to be at the highest level of coaching you can, then you you just you just start. And I've had an opportunity to be at every level, and I've had the opportunity to to work with individuals who I've helped guide into coaching. And I'm just going to use a few examples that may fit one of y'all's situations to where this may get you started. If you're thinking about getting into coaching. I think that's awesome. Um, I, I never get graded a day, a minute, an hour, or any time I spend in coaching. I coached, uh, so if you'll have a preference or I mean, a, a idea where I was, I coached football for 20 years. I coached track and field for 19 years. I've been a strength and conditioning coach forever. And so there's a lot of avenues I took, and they all seem to somewhat overlap. In a school setting, they definitely overlap because you tend to go from sport to sport outside of your favorite and then you obviously will see your a lot of the same athletes so you get to develop relationships there now all that aside let's get into coaching itself first of all desire experience you know let me go to an extreme i want to show up and i want to be a head coach someday no today i want to be the head coach no uh, let me give you my example I was offered my first head coaching football job when I was 28 and I turned it down because I had only worked on one staff and I knew I needed to be more experienced. I needed to see more, do more. And so I continued to um, you know, go to clinics and listen to the great coaches. Uh, we worked on my staff, I changed schools, then that school changed staff. So before long I had one staff, two, now three staffs. And so I started getting exposure to um, uh, different head coaches, different coaching styles, different um, uh, colleagues, co-assistant uh, coaches, and I got a broader perspective on what coaching was. And it's not getting on the whiteboard and drawing up plays necessarily. That's a part of it. 
coaching is teaching management. It's a, a, a huge responsibility. Uh, it's it's glamour work and grunt work. And so you're not, you got to be able to get your hands dirty. You want to be able to understand that there are days when you may be the towel boy, you know, folding or washing towels, or you may be the person on the sideline that calls the play that wins the game. So it's all that in between. It is long hours. Um, when I say long hours in, in most sports nowadays, you have some sort of uh, video work to do. And uh, back in the old days, it was film. And when the f- cameraman took the film on Friday night, we had to take it 20 miles away to get developed and then pick it up at the crack of dawn in the morning to be back for coaches' meetings and on and on and on and on. So in season with football, uh, there's it's just today and tomorrow. What day is it? Well, it's game day's tomorrow, and it's the next day and the next day. So coaching, to me, is a great profession that separates people real quick because of the grind. And so that's a key word also in the program. Grind, reward, disappointment. Um, uh, you know, we always used to say football is like life, only different. But I'm not so sure how different it is. Let me give you an example. And you just whether I'm talking about, you know, life or sports – Staying with the football example, during the week of preparation, you get yourself ready to think that you're going to beat your opponent. You go to your pep rally, and everybody's excited and enthusiastic, and then you go to the game, and the game can be up and down. I've been on every side of everything. I've been 49 to nothing at halftime, both sides. You know, I've been up 49 nothing. I've been down 49 nothing. And so everybody gets a turn, and that's just something you have to – you learn this stuff. From those experiences, you learn how to handle adversity for your staff, for your players, for your, your uh, let's say, your booster club or parents, because they are living through you, and you have to communicate to them, what's the outcome here? What's going to happen now? We got, we, we won it all. What are we going to do next? Repeat? Well, that's not always so easy. Uh, we just were terrible this year. What are we going to do? How are we going to rebuild? So there are the, the list of things that, that go into coaching besides just patting a guy on the butt and telling him good job is extremely enormous and deep. The thing about coaching is that it's it's got long droughts of, you know, let's say off-season or in, inactivity, and it's got intense times of just constant in-season seven days a week nonstop. So you have to be ready to handle the ebb and flow of what coaching offers you. And part of that's going to be from a financial standpoint, as I mentioned a moment ago, and to the reward and disappointment part of coaching. Uh, you know, in my high school career here in Texas, we won state championships. And uh, like I said, that's awesome. We went 13-0 and one year. But when I became a head coach and started a program in a school that never had football before, we promptly went 0-9. So that's just coaching. Coaching is teaching and getting up the next day and doing it again and getting up the next day and doing it again. So it's not just watching uh, the, the best sports movie you can find and, and being inspired by it. It's the, the satisfaction you'll get from the daily grind of dealing with, you know, depending on the context of parents, the players, uh, teachers, administrators, and everything that goes into especially a school setting and even a club setting for certain other sports. There's so many ways to evaluate going into coaching. Just, I mean, the things you just listed, I immediately comes into mind is, uh, is 
Like what, why are you doing it? You know, having the payoff, a lot of folks say, I, I am a coach. I like developing, uh, young men and women. Uh, but then there's, there's the other variables, uh, how much money do you want to make is such a wide, 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 wide range. I mean, coaches that are making millions of dollars now in their sixties, uh, started out, uh, you know, living in a, (laughs) in a van with their wife, just trying to get their foot in the door. Uh, I know, um, uh, forgive me, but I forget your name, brother, but, uh, you, he's at UT now and he, he was sleeping in a, in a closet trying to get on an NFL staff, you know, just because it is so competitive, uh, where everyone wants to be there. Uh, and so people are willing to do things that other folks won't. And on the flip side, when you go, you can go be a high school coach, a middle school coach, but you know, there it's, it's not going to pay as much. Right and, right. and then the hours are still long and all those things. And then college, when we would uh, do all these recruiting camps for these major universities, guys, even when you're saying, you know, you go 13 and 0, then 0 and 9, whatever, well, a great coach can still get fired. And so now you got a for sale sign and you just got settled. So now you have to deal with that. Uh, I know coaches that have their dream job at this major university. I'm talking Big 12 type schools, but they're like, I haven't seen my wife in so long because I'm recruiting. It's, so, and that's college football. And, and it just goes across all sorts of sports, the trade-offs. Being a strength coach, at the, strength coach at the college level, you're waking up at 4.30 a lot of times so you can be there setting the tone for the gym. And so all these factors, when you think about it, weighing the pros and cons, cons I, and it's hard to figure out what you want when you're getting started. Like, it, yeah, and it really is. And so uh, to a point you made a minute ago, um, uh, we always joked about there's <laughs> – there's two kinds of coaches, those that have been fired and those that are going to be fired. Uh, and then there's the old saying, rent, don't buy. <laughs> so, you know, and I guess that's a lot of every job. But the, the difference being the coaching is such a high profile position that when a coach is fired, it's news. And so, uh, you know, people in other jobs, at least, I guess at least you, you can get fired and no, it's not public knowledge. So uh, two kinds of coaches. But um, the, the thing that you want to look at is um you know there's a lot of ways to say it is that you've got to count the cost and so if you're in a relationship with a somebody then that person needs to know that i'm i'm a coach and this is what it involves and uh you know it's it's uh august 1st see you december 1st and that's just how it goes and so the the deal is we have to be who we are and i can say bob king is a coach you know i'm not anything else I'm a coach. And when I recognized that and the light went on, I was trying to you know, grow up and, and develop a career and a direction. One thing that I observed in my, my world was I had sports and coaching no matter what. I, if I had a job that I was working, I was coaching part-time somewhere. If I, what, it didn't matter. I had coach in my description from the time I left college to the time I'm sitting here talking to you. So coach is just what I discovered that I am, and you cannot deny who you are. So I don't don't want to discourage anybody ever. And what I have done is I had a guy, I'm going to give you two examples, and, and it worked out very, very well. 
Um, when I was high school coaching, <laughs> there was a guy that worked at the school who used to stand at the fence and just watch practice. And I don't even remember what he did at the school. He's a substitute teacher or something we're in there. And, you know, one day his time goes by, I'm over by the fence, um, practice is over and we're talking and I got to meet him and uh, he was uh, substitute teaching and whatnot. And uh, he just kind of said, you know, what do I do to get in coaching? And he told me a little bit about his background that had was an athletic background. So he was a candidate. He, he didn't you know, come from zero to try to just jump into coaching. He had a little bit of a flavor of it. And I said, well, I tell you what, I'm going to introduce you to the hangout program. And what you do is you come and hang out and you come and offer to do whatever anybody needs to be done. And then you just watch and listen and wait. And he, he was so enthused and eager to even have some direction that he came and started hanging out. And uh, he had access now to the field of practice and met the staff and, um, and just started talking, having conversation. And years, not years go by, but time goes by and he's coaching. And uh, we, we got him and he took the time and patience to work his way into middle school up to high school. Went middle school, junior varsity, high school, just a standard ladder climb. But he did it the ways a lot of people have to do it. Another really close friend of mine was um, in the same kind of situation, and he was looking to move on and out and up. And he had these ideas and, and dreams and, and aspirations, and he was thinking about going here, going there. And when I say go here, go there, I'm talking about going to another city and another state. And so we had dinner one night, long, long, long dinner, and I said, look, here's the deal. Go. Just that simple. Pack your bag and go. And so he ends up in, in Jackson. Jackson, Mississippi at a school coaching. And this thing led him to, I think, two or three stops before he lands back in Dallas in a solid position. But that was him gaining experience. That was him checking boxes on like, I want to do this. No, that didn't work. I want to do this. No, that didn't work. Oh, here it is. And so that's sometimes what it takes. If you ever have serious interest in climbing the coaching ladder, Next time, wherever you are, a high-profile position is um, filled. So, for example, if you're at the University of Big Time in your city and a coach um, is hired, just go to the sports page and they always put in his bio. And you will see a, a column almost full of, of stops. And so this coach was a, a defensive line coach at somewhere high school. Then he was a graduate assistant at small town uh, university. And then he was, and then he was, and you'll see all these amazing little stops as assistant this, uh, graduate assistant, assistant that, um, assistant to the assistant, and just work his way up until where the next thing you know, he's Nick Saban. Or, or, or Bill Parcells or some great coach that we've all heard of. And so it's not <laughs> wake up, go fill out an application and get the job. It is a, a wake up, take a deep breath and make the dive. And you may start, you know, I, I don't know how bottom the bottom is, but you may start at the bottom and just start that slow, long climb if you are serious about it. If you are serious about it, you will never stop learning. You will go everywhere you can. I have been in more playing rides and car drives to go to clinics and to, to hear coaches speak, talk to coaches in person, and to find out everything I could find out about coaching football. And when I got 
through with you know that I would still get in the on the plane get in the car and go to the strength and conditioning clinic as close by as I could find and never stop learning being exposed and getting your feet wet up to your eyeballs so coaching is not automatic so get fasten your seatbelt and hold on for the ride it's not just the learning it's the the networking it's oh the, yeah meeting folks building a reputation of showing up and it does help if you know if you know you're a coach like to your point i'm a coach or i want to be a head coach my dream is to be a offensive coordinator at the nfl level the college level i want to be a head volleyball coach at a major university if you know that you want to do that that helps a lot because then you can put your head down and grind and you know you're going to get you you pro, you can get there worst case scenario you get close but you're still at a level that's elite. Uh, and so other folks too, like try it for a year, especially if you're young, trying to figure out your career. I mean, I figured out quickly. I, I, I was lucky enough to, you know, grow up obviously <laughs> coaching in middle school, like running the little kids drills. And so I learned at an early age what it was like to coach and I'm a creative. And so I, I just decided, you know, I'm a Texan and I'm a creative summer, July heat, you know, I would rather be inside filming, coding <laughs> than on the field sweating my butt off. Now, I don't mind training. I like sweating it off for training and playing football. But, you know, you, if you try something, you'll f- figure out real, really quickly. Like, how do you want to dress every day? How do you, what time do you want to wake up every day? Do you want to have flexibility in your location? Do you want to have some folks like to be teachers because they get the summers? And, you know, some folks like to work in tech because they can, you know, have a little bit more of a hybrid work from home type situation. It's just learning what you want, but getting, you know, throw, just trying it, you know, uh, and you can switch careers, but with coaching, man, it, it'll, it's definitely easier to get your coaching career started before a family. <laughs> because, so, uh, when you're young, try it out for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, when someone's looking, where's, as far as the hangout program goes, how, how, long how, how much willingness like what i guess it depends on the situation because folks you know some of i've had several of y'all if y'all are listening that have reached out to us about coming you know we have a little bit of a different operation here you know it's not as uh it's not like some schools or programs where we just have teams rolling through see so there's something to do we're a little bit more offline so it's a little harder for us to do that but what where what's some suggestions, you know, for folks other than, I mean, maybe soaking on uh, online, you know, content. And, yeah. Like, the thing you said a minute ago, that's very, very huge is networking because in, in, I'm going to get back to that point in a minute, but the, the idea that, you know, over time I coached against a lot of guys, you know, teams change coaches and stuff. And so what would happen is, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. The, uh, in, in the Texas high school coachings association, is the largest in the country. <laughs> and when you go to the Texas high school coach, we call it coaching school in Texas. You go to coaching school. Well, that's the nat- the uh, annual convention. And there's, I don't know, it's 12 or 13,000 coaches at this thing. <laughs> and it's monstrous. And you go down there and you see everybody you've coached against. I don't care if it was five years ago, you see those people and it, it's just you, hey, where are you now? Oh yeah, when'd you move? And so, and that's the nature of coaching, you know? And so, um, what we ended up doing is just you go places, meet people, the networking thing you were talking about, and start finding out you know what what people are um, looking for and doing. There's job boards. Um, 
you join. The Texas High School Coach Association is something, if you're in the, in the state, you join. You're a member, card-carrying member, and you get the magazine. You know everything that's going on around the state, and uh, you get to know names and faces of people in, let's call it at the top, you know, because there is a hierarchy here. And so this goes across the board. This is Texas High School Coaches Association. So it's football, basketball, volleyball, softball, swimming, diving, all the, if you're a coach, you're in it. And uh, it's a huge organization. So that's where you start getting out of the idea that I'm in this alone. Nope. You go and and get, you get familiar with it. And, uh, I just know that when I go down there, when I've been at the coaching school, I walk in the door and I'm home. It's like, you know, I can be out for five years and go back and go, I'm home. And uh, uh, that's just how it goes. And so from that, the network just gets enormous because, you know, I learned I learned to find vendors, you know, people who, you know, sold uniforms, uh, field supplies, equipment. And so you just start getting yourself immersed in what coaching is all about. So make sure you understand that don't watch TV. Don't watch games on TV and say, oh, I want to do that. Uh, no, be real careful. Be Beware. And so finding out about what coaching involves, and we've already talked about with family and, and finances and stuff, those matter. But then again, like I said, you can't run if you're a coach. You're gonna, it's going to pull you towards it. There's a difference between liking to coach and being a coach, too. Well, I like it. <laughs> Let me put it to you like this. I know a guy, there's a guy who works out at this place that's a musician, and he, uh, he, um, he, he's, a, he's a musician, and his instrument's a guitar. He's a guitar player, and so he, he records records, he does gigs, he plays the guitar. I... I play the guitar. He's a guitar player, and there's a huge difference. And so, you know, um, you know, the difference between I'm a coach as opposed to a guy who wants to be a coach because it's not all. It's not for everybody. So make sure you understand. Guitar player, play the guitar. Are you a coach or a wannabe? Is 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 popular to say. And so that's a very fine line, very important line. And uh, we've been in situations where it's like, dude, you just need to be in coaching, man. I don't know why you talk about it so much. Just go do it. And then 180 degrees is true as well. This is not for you. And I've only known a couple of them that I've had in in places I've worked. But it's like, this is not for you. So we're going to move you on because coaching is that um, that specific and unique. Yeah, and you know, you there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you can still go coach. You can, if you have knowledge, you can pass on. You can do personal training and lessons and things like that. I mean, I've I've been able to stay in the game for a long time, uh, doing the long snapping camps. And I don't want to be a coach, but I love to teach and I love to share and see young guys have success. And so um, uh, that doesn't mean I won't coach from time to time, but it's just not. It's more of a passion project at this point for me personally, but for some folks, it's, I even know folks that like teammates that playing in college, you know, they, they went into coaching and it's what they knew. Uh, but then they decided they just wanted to ha- make more money or something. And their, their vision wasn't to be a head coach. They just went with what they knew and then looked up and said, you know, I've kind of maxed out what I want to do with this. And they switched careers. Now I know guys went from being a, he was like a D coordinator at a high school and now he sells roofing and there's, he just decided like, yeah, I just ready to mix it up. And there's a lot of different ways to look at it. So uh, niching down a little bit. Um, if you're going to go into position coaching versus performance coaching, strength conditioning, and these are all very different from 
very different from like the fitness world. The fitness world is a whole other ball game too. You know, I mean, they're all related and have overlap and you can be a life coach or a nutrition coach. And those are just, it's different. You know, we're talking about, I think, organized team coaching. Yeah. And I think that's a very important uh, differentiation because I flew by it a minute ago, but, um, uh, when it gets into coaching, especially as you go up the levels and, and you have assignments and, um, uh, responsibilities through the, the ranks. So whether you're an assistant or a second assistant or the head coach, uh, having been all of them, uh, I've done everything. And so every, you know, some schools, for example, the athletic director, he handles the scheduling. Uh, I handle my scheduling. Uh, but when you handle scheduling, again, I, I mentioned you have, uh, you have staff. What's a staff? Well, I have X number of assistant coaches. Oh, I have a training staff. I have to deal with the ath- head athletic trainer and the assistant trainers and who are going to help me with my team. I have an equipment manager and equipment manager purchases and who's going to outfit the team and how are we going to purchase equipment and what's <laughs> what are this year color scheme. I mean, there, it gets layers and layers and layers. And so whether it's buying warm-ups, shoes, socks, uh, we have a dress code. Uh, you know, um, you know, when I was a, as a head coach, we had a obviously we had a game uniform, but we also we had a game sock. The sock had to be a certain height. We had practice uniform. You you wore this to practice. It's uniform, one form, and so you're dealing with now. You know, uh, you know, I had a coach I assigned to be the. Um, I'm trying to think of a public word I can use. He was trying to be the bad guy. We had a different name for him. But he said, all right, Gary, you're the bad guy. And so his job was to go around and, uh, you know, get guys on their practice gear. Why? Because it's discipline. Why? Because if you will be disciplined in everything you do, I've got better chance for you to be successful when it counts in a game. And please understand, I keep talking football. That's my background. But... I dealt with all this in a certain degree when, as a head track and field coach, basketball coaches are going to do the same thing. And so it's got a mountain of responsibility besides just calling plays. So make sure, um, you know, you, you say something like get into it for the right reasons. Well, if you're a coach, you're a coach, but you've got to learn head to toe, up and down, left and right, everything about coaching before you decide that this is what I want to do. And it's a great thing. I mean, it's uh, your, your, it's family, it's community. The coaching is one of the beautiful things. Uh, and I think anyone that is a coach, that's what they'll echo over and over again. I've met some coaches uh, just going to middle schools, seeing the passion that some of these men and women have with helping these kids develop, uh, especially at schools that, you know, are a little bit less privileged or what have you. And the passion and discipline that they're instilling. And so there's a lot of good reasons to go into coaching. I guess we're just kind of talking about career and there's a lot of different personalities considering it. And so while you're considering it, there's a lot of things to think about. And, you know, it's, it's definitely a great thing. Uh, if, if you want, if you're considering it, you should definitely try it because, uh, it's better to try and decide it's not for you than always wonder. Don't ever sit around and watch TV and watch every, whatever your sport is. Don't watch it on TV and sit there and go, yeah, I could have done that. No, 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 no. <laughs> you could have, but you didn't, so you you can't. So it, just go do it and either, you know, do it or put it to bed. But don't talk about it. Every time I watch Friday Night Lights, it makes me think I'm still, I want to be a coach. <laughs> you know? It is such a good job uh, on that show. That's a great show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of highs. And uh, anyway, I, you know, 
that there's no straight answer. And I'm sure if you're listening, have specific questions, uh, you know, you can always reach out. Um, and there's a million ways we could probably talk about this for a few hours, but we try to keep these short. If you have any questions for coach King, um, hit him up on uh, Instagram at coach Bob King. And if you have any questions for me, I'm more in the creative world. I, I get to, ex- to enjoy the, the beauty of this, of coaching through King sports, you know, online and work with folks all over the world, which is awesome. And then I also work in the creative field and sports and outdoors. So you'll see me taking photos and things like that. So if you have a question that's more in that niche, I can maybe shed some light. Um, but hope this was helpful. If you want to hear more or have questions, maybe we can do another episode of other specific things, but, um, until next time, uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll, we'll talk to you later.